Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to The Art of Kindness, where we have compassionate conversations with artists from all areas of the entertainment industry who are using their voice to spread joy and make this big spinning planet in the sky a better place to be. I'm Robert Peter Paul, and I'm so glad you're here. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. <laughs> Happy Halloween! This is one of my favorite holidays. I'm so happy it's here, but I'm already so sad that it's leaving. Peeps, I have a confession to make, and I'm just gonna say it because I know I'm around friends here. I wish I could go trick-or-treating! Is that weird? Is that too much? I'm not gonna lie, when we were way too old to be doing so, my sister Julia and I made my little brother William go trick-or-treating the last year that it was acceptable, quote-unquote, for him to go. We found these masks in the garage and wore them with these weird costumes that we kind of cobbled together so that no one could tell who we were and we could get candy. Mm Mm-hmm. Pro tip, yeah. (laughs) We grabbed pillowcases and we took my brother door to door. Now, obviously, our voices were a little bit more mature, so we tried to disguise those as well, which probably ended up being more awkward. You know, imagine me going, trick or treat! (laughs) But again... Nobody knew how old we were because of these expert disguises. So everyone was just kind of like, oh, uh, and what are you? (laughs) And I was like, I don't know. But we got candy and it was awesome. But I wish that we didn't have to be in disguise. I feel like adults should be allowed to get candy too. I mean, we're taking the kids around. Just throw some Kit Kats and Twizzlers and Sour Patch Kids my way. Or here's an idea. How about you have a bowl of candy for the kids and then you have an adult bowl that's filled with things like mini wine bottles and gift cards and blankets. You know what? I'm going to start a change.org petition for this. Why can't adults go trick-or-treating too? Oh, I don't know. Maybe because you can purchase your own candy. Ghost host? Come on, this is not the time for sass. You're supposed to be on my side. The only side I'm on is the other side. (laughs) Note taken. Well, nobody can stop me from dressing up. 
Cassie and I are joining probably half the population in being Wanda and Vision this year from WandaVision. I ordered my costume in July. <laughs> are you all dressing up this year? I'd love to see. Tag us in your photos at Art of Kindness Pod or at Rob Peter Paul on Instagram so we can enjoy all your spooktacular costumes. As you may have guessed, this is our No Tricks, Only Treats grand finale. And we're going out big. I really hope you enjoyed this month of special celebrity interviews and giveaways. Speaking of giveaways, we have a winner to announce today. Of course, you know I love building the anticipation. So the winner will not be revealed until the end of this interview with your kindness tip of the week. If you did not win, don't worry, we have one final giveaway coming up, and it's a treat! You can win a special and stylish beanie that says, Be Kind on it, from our friends at the Be Kind shop. The contest will take place on our Instagram page, at Art of Kindness Pod. This is a beanie that you can wear through every season, because being kind never goes out of style. <laughs> Today's guest is truly a ray of sunshine. I had the wonderful opportunity to chat with the legendary WWE superstar, Kofi Kingston. Kofi is powered by positivity, and he's used it to catapult himself to new heights, including the WWE Championship. Since joining WWE in 2007, Kingston has established himself as one of the WWE's premier high flyers. That, paired with his upbeat attitude, has made him a perennial favorite of the WWE Universe as he racked up Intercontinental, United States, and Tag Team Championships. Kingston cemented his place in WWE history with a series of daredevil moments where he saved himself from elimination in several Royal Rumble matches. Kingston is a former WWE champion, four-time Intercontinental champion, and three-time United States champion. I don't even totally know what that means, but it's very impressive. Along with the New Day, Kingston is a 14-time tag team champion and holds the record for longest tag team championship reign in WWE history. Kingston is of Ghanaian descent and visited his home country with UNICEF in 2019. He supports various WWE community initiatives, including UNICEF Kid Power and the Boys and Girls Clubs of America. I thought chatting with him during spooky season was perfect because UNICEF has this incredible trick-or-treat campaign which we discuss in our interview. Among his sea of terrific titles, Kofi is most proud to be called a father. He has two amazing boys and another baby on the way. Kofi's sons Kai and Orion make some fun cameos in this episode. I think you'll feel like you're right inside the Kingston home. Without further ado, please welcome the king of kindness himself, Kofi Kingston. So we're, we're building like a little uh, like a little casita at our house here. And uh, they have a dumpster for the construction workers. So last night I was working out in the garage in my gym and I kept hearing all this like banging going on. <laughs> I thought, so we actually had our roof sealed off because we had like ringtail cats in our, in our attic. So I thought they were trying to like get back in you know, and I'm it was really so, so then my sons this morning went to the uh, the dumpster and they're like, Dad, Dad, there's a raccoon in the dumpster. Oh. So I'm like, oh, my God, there was the raccoon in there that was making all the noise. And like he's stuck in there. So I called animal control this morning. They haven't gotten back to me. So we just have this raccoon in our dumpster. And, you know, we're I'm, I'm all over the place. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> 
that's awesome i mean that's yeah. no that that's a lot to deal with and i understand yeah. and i'm sorry yeah yeah <laughs> we'll see how we'll see how it ends because animal control Ooh. hasn't called me back yet you know so oh snap i'm not gonna get in there and like try to take it out or you, know, you might have a new pet just, yeah. <laughs> it's and like i want to like, live keep, in that casita yeah 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 <laughs> but then trying to like keep the kids away too you know because yeah. they're just genuinely general genuinely like curious like oh i want to go see what the raccoon i'm like well i don't think he can get out but he might be able to and if he does like you know I, yeah I, I don't know let's, don't touch let's it not, yeah <laughs> oh that's amazing i saw yeah. once saw a production of shakespeare in the park which is outside in new york city and oh, nice. i forget what show it was but just throughout the show this little raccoon would like scurry onto the stage and like stare at people and the actors thought that they were getting laughs, but everyone was just cracking up because it was a raccoon. So it, like, I think they terrorize people. I don't know. Yeah, man. And then, you know, yeah. you hear the rumor of like, well, if you see them out in the daytime, that means they have rabies and you want to stay yeah. away. I'm like, well, I mean, who knows? Who knows what's going I know. on? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, I'm already a little unhinged. I don't need that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How's it going? I'm so excited to talk to you today. Yeah, it's going It's going really well, man. It's, uh, it's a great day today. You know, uh, everything is great. The kids are getting along, which is always a plus, you know? <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah, no. Everything is great. How about you? Oh, that's awesome. I'm great. Thanks for asking. It's a little gloomy here in Connecticut. That's a little bit too cold too quickly for me. Yeah. I know we're in October, but let's <laughs> let's not get into winter any quicker no. than we have to, if you know what I mean. Yeah, no, that's a little bit too fall. Well, what yeah. I love about you is that you bring the sunshine wherever you hey, go. You just radiate that sunshine and positivity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but before I just keep complimenting you for this like full time we have together, yeah, yeah. I would love to know how are you at taking compliments? Because I'm guessing you get a lot of them all the time. I'm okay. It depends on the compliment. I usually kind of like laugh it off and change the subject. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, I think actually, ironically, uh, as my as my hair dryer is in the background, let me give you guys a good background. <laughs> good, my, my oh, I thought dryer. that was like part of your microphone filter. I was oh, like, yeah, what yeah, a little technological setup. No, this is, yeah. my, this is my hair dryer. I usually just sit in this chair and dry my hair. Oh, and my 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 pandemic uh, plant has died over the pandemic here. It's uh, it's an aesthetic. Know, it, I like it, it. it is what it is. You know, it's been on the journey with us. But anyway, yeah, no. The mine's actually, always dead. Mine's literally yeah, oh, fake. Yeah, oh, so you too. Don't yeah. Even, yeah, it's, <laughs> it was never alive. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but E uh, is actually really, really bad at taking compliments. He's my tag team partner, for those who don't know. Um, myself, Xavier Woods, and Big E, the current WWE champion as what, what? of uh, last month, baby. Yes. Congratulations. Yes. It's so great. So great. But um, so, uh, of course, that situation brought on a ton of compliments for him and how it's uh, been so well deserved that he uh, is in that position. But he's re he gets really squeamish about like, taking compliments and he just, you know, gets, he's so big and like muscular, but then you see him get all like squeamish and, and all that. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think I'm, I'm okay at taking compliments. I usually just, like I said, I just kind of like laugh, smile, say thank mm. you and um, leave it at that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It is a, yeah. a weird thing. Cause sometimes it's almost more about the person giving you the compliment. Like yeah, they're yeah, so yeah. excited to meet you and they just want to, and they have to say it. So I think just yeah. smiling and being gracious is the only thing you can do but nobody knows how to take them is what i'm finding out because i always ask people that question and everybody yeah. finds it pretty awkward which is weird because like we want them yeah you know? especially yeah it, it always helps to uh and for me too like i like to make people feel good about themselves you know what mm. i mean so yeah. what is it like the, you know, the the love languages right i think one of them is like words of affirmation yeah. um 
and being able to like give somebody, you know, people like receive love in certain ways, whether it be receiving gifts or having people do things for you with this acts of service or whatever it may be quality, spending quality time. You know, I think that's more of what I am, but um, you know, uh, words of affirmation is a big one where people like they really feel loved um, when you give them compliments, you know? So um, yeah, it always feels good to hear some positive things about either what you did or, you know, like what you look like or whatever. It just makes you feel good for sure. You are just all around an amazing person who exudes so much kindness. And even just Googling your name, positivity comes up immediately on Google. It's like synonymous with you, which is so cool. Yeah. So I would really love to know, what does kindness mean to you if you had to define it? Kindness to me, gosh, this oof, this could be a long answer. Well, I you got know, time. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I obviously like being nice to people. I think it uh, at the core of it, it is acceptance, right? accepting people for who they are. I try to emphasize, uh, especially to my kids, that everybody in the world is different. And that's what's beautiful about the world. If we were all the same, and we all had the same thoughts, and we all like the same things, you know, the same foods, like life would be so boring. Mm. So I'm always incredibly grateful when I meet somebody who is on a different walk of life than I am, you know, and um, it's just interesting. Actually, the other day, my flight was delayed. Uh, I missed my connection. I had to stay overnight in Dallas and they gave us like these vouchers to go and stay at a hotel and they gave us vouchers to get into the taxi cab as well. Mm. And uh, I ended up sharing a taxi with a stranger and we ended up talking and he was telling me about his profession and how he is into like the, uh, I guess like reverse osmosis on a grand scale. A lot of people have wow. these reverse osmosis systems in their house where you can just drink from your, your tap and everything is cleaned out. All the water is uh, incredibly clean, but he does it on like a, a large scale. Um, and for like different cities and, and all of that. And I just found it so interesting because I would never have thought to to go into that field, you know? Um, mm -hmm. and, and I just got to pick his brain about, the, you know, this is just a random person that I met literally because we're going to the same hotel and we have this like 15 minute ride where I learned so much about a subject that I'd never really even knew I was like interested in, you know? So mm -hmm. anything or, um, or any situation that, um, provides you with just a different outlook on life is something that you should be grateful for, you know? So accepting people and accepting them for who they are, that is, I think, like the, the, the root of kindness. Like you come as you are, I will accept you, your flaws, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. your, your traits, and I'll appreciate the experience that you give me based on, um, you know, based on what you tell me. That's the way that life should be lived, right? Mm -hmm. Like being able to communicate with people effectively and learn about people and understand why they are who they are, what makes them who they are. I think that's just the most like fascinating thing, but it's, it's just, you know, it's kind of a two-way street. Like you do that because you want people to feel accepted, but then also mm -hmm. the feeling that it gives me is one that, you know, it's, it's spiritually fulfilling, you know? So, yeah. um, yeah, I think if I, if I had to sum it up, I think that would be what the, uh, the nucleus of kindness would be, would be acceptance. Yeah, that's such a beautiful answer. And it, yeah. it's something that you seem to lead by example with. So I really appreciate that because the fact that you're open to these conversations is why they happen. You know, if you were yeah. walking around very guarded and just stared out the window during that taxi ride, 
you would never have gotten that new perspective. And it does help you step out of yourself and away from, you know, your own intricacies and all these things that are going on in your life. It gets you out of your head. So I think that's really cool. Do you feel like growing up, because I know you emigrated to the United States from Ghana Mm -hmm. at a young age. Do you feel like that was something you saw, kindness, like these random acts? Any of those stand out to you? Yeah. So ironically, as I got older, I found out, you know, everybody that has gone to Ghana says that the Ghanaian people are among the most welcoming that they've ever met and the kindest that they've ever met. Growing up, I was in the midst of all of that, you know, obviously with my parents, but then going to like different Ghanaian functions, people were, were, were leading by example, right? Like this is just the way that it was, people being kind to each other. Everyone was so happy, you know what I mean? Like it just brings like about a, a certain level of happiness. So I think that by growing up in that environment, it just kind of naturally through osmosis, ironically, just that's the, you know, that's the way that's the way that I that I am. I just um, my parents are have always been very accepting. I've never really heard them say anything mean about anybody. So I think when, when you when you have that great example, then you have you just you naturally you naturally follow that. So that's mm. what I try to um, to emulate when uh i'm parenting my my kids here my my son's walking around trying to squeeze into uh we actually have a third one coming on the way so yes, uh, i read that congrats yeah thank you my here let me see let me see that orion so this is come on a, over uh, yeah come here dude <laughs> come here come come say what's up is he playing with a raccoon yeah i know not yet he's not playing with the raccoon hey yet. how's it going he can't he did, say he's well, oh he can't I, hear me i just shouted I in your my ears. headphones he said how no, you doing how are you it's awake now. It's the raccoon's awake. Yeah. Oh, it's awake. Boy. Oh snap. Oh boy. We gotta. We so gotta run. He's trying to squeeze into uh, our our youngest uh, daughter's little bear oh. like pajama costume. <laughs> so I don't cute. know what it is, but <laughs> ready for Halloween. Fit in, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Listen, you gotta try. That's that's how you yeah. figure it out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe it'll stretch. Good luck. Yeah. But you know, like I was saying, I think that leading by example is huge for me. My parents did that even with their work ethic, obviously coming to the United States, leaving everything behind uh, in Ghana, family, um, security for to go into the unknown, to chase the quote unquote American dream mm-hmm. is huge, you know? Uh, and, and I appreciate that, especially being older now, I think that it kind of set the foundation for me that anything that you do that is worthwhile or is, is going to require sacrifice, right? And risk, you yeah. know, and you can't be afraid to, to, to okay. risk what you have to get what you want. So, yeah, I think, again, just, just watching my parents go through all of that. My mom got her doctorate degree while raising three kids you know what i mean in anthropology so she was in school um taking classes and raising kids and i can't imagine like doing that with 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 kids you know having kids now you want to come in too kai come on come on come on down hey (laughs) he's getting to be too big to be sitting on my lap now he's almost eight and a half now hold on look at these kids they have such great (laughs) smiles oh yeah he said you guys have such great smiles i'm gonna get my kids too come I don't have kids. I wish yeah. I had kids. Yeah. One day. I had a hamster in the pandemic, but she's gone. Oh, okay. Yeah. She well, oh, oh, sorry to hear that. But you have your plants. You have your plant back there. Right? I got my plant. Yeah. I got candy. Candle I got a, back a candle. there. A candle. Yeah. Nice. Hey, look at the. What are you guys up to? How are you doing? 
Ask them, what does kindness mean to them? I'm very curious. Um, so, Do they have thoughts uh, he, on that? Yeah, he wants to know what kindness means to you. Hmm? What does poop? it mean to be kind? You say poop? Did you? Poop. <laughs> poop is kind. Well, I guess if you're giving someone a gift, it's the uh, I the think we're good. Counts, the actual. That's gift. all that we needed. <laughs> <laughs> it is kind. Yeah. It is kind. Yeah. 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 And to good. be nice and and giving and giving yeah mm. nice and giving yeah that's spot on that's super important to give to other people we were just talking about that mm -hmm. and your dad gives so much not only when people watch him on wwe but you know outside of that with all your projects how does it feel for you guys to watch your dad on tv fun is it Exciting. fun yeah. yeah do you think you'd want to do that too yeah <laughs> yeah because I wanted to ask your dad, how did you spark that passion for wrestling? Like, was that just something that fell into your lap? Yeah, it's it's funny for me. It was always just a childhood dream. You know, uh, watching Saturday morning cartoons was a huge part of like life <laughs> back then. And uh, Saturday morning superstars was um, was the, the wrestling show that used to be on. And I used mm. to watch it religiously to the point where that became my childhood dream, you know, to be able to to watch and, um, you know, guys like Ricky the Dragon Steamboat and, you know, uh, Shawn Michaels, and they would just be so extravagant, you know, they would have these incredible matches, you know, in like combat, you know, which was like cool as a kid to watch people do like karate moves and things of that nature. Um, so I feel like when you're a kid, and I say this a lot in interviews, and I've said it for years, but when you're a kid, everyone always tells you like, you can be whatever you want to be. Yeah. And then when you become an adult and you want to do something that's like outside the box, people kind of like look at you like, like funny, you know, and they say, well, outside you can't do that. Box? No, not outside the box is a, is a term. Not this Are you guys box. in a box? Oh, <laughs> the, the, the Zoom computer, box. The computer's <laughs> sitting on a box to, to get the, the height <laughs> for the camera angle. But you know, People, you know, look at you kind of funny when you tell them like, okay, well, I want to, I want to be on TV or I want to be an actor or I want to be a millionaire. And it's like, no, well, you can't do that. You have to go climb the corporate ladder. You know, you have to make sure yeah. that you're, you're all set. And, and there's a, there's a level of um, like security in knowing, having uh, the security and confidence that there's going to be consistency in your life. Yeah. You know, so I get that. And when people go to like the corporate setting and there's nothing wrong with it. For me, I worked at the Staples headquarters right out of college and a job that was not for me. I was just in a cubicle and, you know, just watching just like <laughs> my, my son's trying to pull my headphones off here. Yeah, this is a sight uh, to see. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, too bad this is a he, podcast and you guys are just I know, listening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is I'm a treat. To describe what's happening. People have no idea. But it's yeah, okay. we might have to share a little clip of this. So yeah, you guys yeah. know what's going on. <laughs> you know, I, I I was all I was in that corporate setting and I didn't really enjoy it. And one day I just decided to follow my dream. You know, I just decided like, hey, worst thing that can happen is that I try to become a WWE superstar and I fail and I come back to this cubicle and everything will be all good. But the best thing yeah. that could happen is that I go and it it works out and I'm able to be in the ring and win all these matches and all of that. And luckily I did try to do it. You know, I ended up getting signed in 2006, yeah. you know, so. I always tell people, if you have a dream, you owe it to yourself to follow that dream because it's the best thing in the world. And when yeah. I wanted to get involved, I was like, well, I want to win all these championships and I want to be like the best. And that's a very small part of what we do as WWE superstars. We have such a grand influence and a grand reach and we can influence people to go out and do positive things, you know, and, and follow their dreams. And that to me 
is the best part about my job, you know, yeah. being able to know that something that I might say might spark somebody to go out and, and follow their dream. Like that is because the feeling that I feel being a WWE superstar, achieving my like childhood dream is it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. You know, so I want everybody to have like some kind of yeah, just to, to feel that a little bit. Yeah. Go ahead, bud. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, right. bye. Right. Maybe they'll we'll pop back later. later. But they're, they're <laughs> yeah. so lucky to have you for that reason, because you're right. Even if you had, and we're glad you didn't, yeah. but if you had stayed in that cubicle, you could have failed there too. There's always a chance you can fail in corporate life. So it's like, you might as well yeah. follow your dreams and do what right. you love, because then, you know, at least the failing yeah. is worth it and you'll have known. But you didn't fail. Oh, now I miss them being here. <laughs> I, it's so hard when you have these dreams to take that leap of faith. Did you struggle with that? Or do you feel like you've always believed in yourself? You know what? It was definitely a leap of faith. I think I, I definitely believed in myself. I thought that it would be possible, even though like your stereotypical wrestler was six, eight, you know, 270 pounds or whatever. A lot of people told me that I was too small, that I was never going to make it like in high school when I would tell them that I wanted to be a WWE superstar. But I, I just, um, I don't know. I, I, I did believe in myself, you know, and I, I know it's not like the most like humble thing to say. It's like, well, I didn't know if it was going to work out. I, I I had a strong belief that it was going to work out, you know, that um, yeah. that I did have what it took. So why not go out and, and try to make it work? Yeah. You know, why? That's important. Yeah. Like we, have, yeah. we should untrain our, I don't know why we're taught to not believe in ourselves. I mean, we're right. taught to believe in ourselves and then they're like, no, be humble. You're, yeah. You don't think you're going to get that. But that's something that we should believe. Because yeah. you're the only one that's going to, you know, see yourself through this whole life. You might as well bolster yourself up and be your own best friend. <laughs> right, right. You know, yeah, it, it makes such a big difference too. the way that your outlook on even the day. You know, I wake up and I say today's going to be a good day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Affirmation and um, having a positive outlook, saying that it's going to be OK. You know, having a negative state of mind really can affect you in so many different ways mm. that are not positive. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, yeah, we, we talk about the power of positivity as a quote unquote gimmick, as uh, what we do in the in the ring as the new day. But yes. um, it's a lot more than that. It really is a um, the way that we think, the way that we live our lives, and just a, it's the way that we have uh, an outlook. That's it's just our outlook on life for mm. sure. That's a perfect segue because I know you eventually joined up with Xavier Woods and Big E to form this tag team New Day, like you just said. And you three have the best moments together. I mean, there's so <laughs> many wonderful compilations of all the fun you guys bring to the WWE, but yeah. just becoming synonymous with the power of positivity, like you just said, even though it's a quote unquote gimmick, I feel like if it wasn't true, it wouldn't have been successful. And it hit so hard because you guys all do believe that. How did you come up with that angle together it's so crazy the whole the whole thing is crazy uh when xavier and e approached me about being in this group um i was at a point in my career where i was always the good guy happy-go-lucky that would come into the ring have a good match you know do some pretty cool moves and probably lose you know so <laughs> And it's fine, but after a while, it just kind of got like repetitive. So I was at the point in my career where like, I didn't know if I wanted to really continue doing this, you know, because it just wasn't as fulfilling. I almost felt like I was in the cubicle again, right? Just mm. not being fulfilled. Um, so they approached me, this was in like 2015 or 2016. And um, they had an idea of uh, getting together 
you know, getting a group together of guys who were not satisfied with their positions in the company. And I was like, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right now. I would love to do this for two reasons. Number one, because it would be different for me to do. But number two, if I'm on my way out, let me at least like give a little bit of a rub to these young guys coming up and, you know, give pass off. It's like pass the torch. You know what I'm saying? In a a way. Um, So we actually went back and forth uh, with uh, Vince McMahon, the big boss, and um, (laughs) probably for about like six months uh, with ideas of being three guys who were we were kind of like a a lot angrier, you know, in the promos that we would cut. And we just, you know, he was like, Oh, I don't know about that. Uh, I don't know. And then Mm. at the time he was doing a, um, like a preacher style gimmick where he would come out and try to galvanize the people because he actually comes from a, um, you know, like a religious family. His dad's a pastor and uh, he grew up in the church. So he'd come out and kind of like galvanize people. And Vince loved that because Vince also grew up in the church. So eventually Vince was like, okay, well, you called us into his office. It's like, I got an idea. I want you guys to be positivity preaching preachers. And you guys come out with the power of positivity. And we're all just like, oh no this is not going to work. Like nobody wants to come to a show to be like preach that if they wanted to, they would go to church, you know, and I hear we are like, uh-huh. so it's not the place, but we just all kind of like smiled and nodded because we believed that um, our chemistry would, uh, would, would, would take us through whatever challenge that was presented before. So we just wanted to have a chance to be on TV uh, in that interim where we were going back and forth with Vince uh, with our different ideas. We were actually writing together every single week. We were texting each other every week, every day, really uh, yeah. in constant communication. And as time went on, I found out that like, man, these guys are like my soulmates. You know, we have so much in common. We have a similar outlook on life. You know, um, we are just, uh, just, very synergistic in the way that uh, we operate and in the things that we believed in. So the chemistry was developing. And by the time Vince gave us that idea to be positivity preaching preachers, we're like, oh, okay, like people are going to hate that, you know, but we're going to go out there. We're going to do it as hard as we can. Sure enough, we go out there and we start talking about the power of positivity. And people initially were like, happy that they got to see us doing stuff because they Mm -hmm. wanted us to be on TV. But within like a week and a half to two weeks, they were all chanting new day sucks, you know, throughout the arenas. And it's great. So like what we do in the world of entertainment with WWE, like you want to have people react, whether it is, you know, strongly for you or like strongly against you. We just want you to react and have some passion. So they were passionately against us. And, um, you know, uh, we just came out and we were actually like kind of like hypocrites where we would come out and talk about the power of positivity, but then we do all these dastardly things and like, well, you're not positive. That's not positive. So we would get reactions out of people and then it just took off. And then we became so good at being bad that people started to cheer us. So that to me is like a big reflection on society is like, well, the really the only thing that we did was we came out and we told people to like believe in themselves and be positive and all that. And they Mm -hmm. booed us out of the building. Then we started doing all these dastardly things and then they started cheering for us. So it's like, wait a minute, like that's not the way it's supposed to go. But, um, you know, uh, one thing led to another um, and, and here we are, you know, we are guys who wear bright colors, you know, we dance around. Oftentimes I twerk, you know, (laughs) love a good twerk. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you got, they got to have it. You got to give them what they want. You know, (laughs) we wear unicorn horns, you know, um, we throw out pancakes. We had a cereal called bootios. Um, we promoted ice cream for a while. So 
I always feel like when people ask us what we are, it's very difficult to describe if you haven't been along on the journey, you know, and, yeah. and we're just different than anything else that you see on the roster, especially because that chemistry between us is is so real, you know, yeah. so yeah, it's been a wild ride, to say the least. But, um, you know, we're still here and we're still going and we're uh, we're all still climbing. And we're also glad. And I think the chemistry is a huge part of it. But also there's a saying in the arts and for actors, you know, it applies to all entertainment, I think. But no matter what your role is, if you choose the positive objective, it's yeah. successful. So even some of the greatest villains in movies or, you know, the WWE, even though you're doing these dastardly things, like you said, if in your head it's a positive choice, I think ultimately that's successful because no one, I don't think, wants to like hurt people. But we love to watch it. And I'm so glad you guys have a podcast together now too, which everyone yeah. should subscribe to. That's it's right. The New Day, feel the power. That's <laughs> right on Spotify, baby. Ooh, Check us out. <laughs> yeah, you gotta feel that power. But it, it is in real life, you know, it can be so hard to maintain a positive mindset. And sometimes, mm. you know, you don't, there's toxic positivity too. But when negative things happen, especially with the pandemic, and I mean, you just have so much going on in your life, how do you kind of like recalibrate and keep a positive mindset? If you're feeling in a funk, you know, how do you yeah. stay? Yeah, you know, we talk about staying positive, but I also think it's important to acknowledge like your emotions and what you're feeling at the time. You know what I mean? Um, I, I would never tell anyone to like, just shut out whatever like negativity they're feeling because yeah. then you're not doing yourself you know, you're doing yourself a disservice by not acknowledging like the way that you're feeling. And when you acknowledge the way that you're feeling, then you can go and, and put your positive spin on it. You know, I think yeah. it's um, it's kind of like exercising, right? Like the more consistent you are, the more uh, progress you're going to see. You can't just go into a gym and just, you know, bench press like 500 pounds, you got to work up to that. You know, he, he might be able to do that. He, he I think probably would be able to do that, but oh, you same, know, same yeah, sure, yeah, 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 yeah. Me, I, me too. I, yeah, I, I mean, was just doing know. that. You're right. I was just throwing out a number per se, but <laughs> you know, it, it's like you, you got to work up to your, your goal. Even like if you're running long distances, you're not going to be able to just do that. You mm -hmm. know, you have to train for a marathon. So in that same way, I think uh, with the, the, the mindset of having a positive outlook on life like that is something that you have to work on like i said when i wake up in the morning i normally just say hey it's going to be a good day and you start your mm -hmm. day off on a positive note and there's going to be a roller coaster of emotions and things that happen and you might end on a little bit of a lower note but you acknowledge that and you pick yourself up and you know you you stay positive but it just takes practice so i think that um that is how like i do it is because i've i've practiced it you know what I'm saying? So yeah. you play how you practice, right? That's what they yeah. say with uh, with with sports, right? So yeah. um, it's very important that you 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 keep that positive mindset, and then when these negative situations come about, you're already you've already trained on how to get yourself out of that funk, you know, because you've already just established like, no, I'm going to be positive. I'm going to find the positive, and I'm I'm such yeah. a strong believer in. Um, just like, like positive energy, you know, and energy in general, like yeah. positivity attracts positivity, negativity attracts more negativity. That's why yes. people get into a funk because you're negative and then one negative thing leads to another. And then all of a sudden you, you start finding all the negative aspects of, um, you know, of, of, of life, you know, in your situation. Totally. So yeah, oh, I, I think that, um, <laughs> they're back. They're back. Yes. They're back. No, it is. It's all about training your brain because, you know, you can get in a car accident, but you could survive and say, oh, I'm so lucky that I'm alive and I'm not hurt. Or you could say my car is totaled and my life sucks, you know, so yeah, it is exactly. it is all how you exactly. do that.
Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Since these little guys are back, yeah. <laughs> and, and it's spooky season, I would love to know, what are you guys being for Halloween? Are they, are they dressing up? for Halloween. I'm gonna be a box. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be a stormtrooper. Stormtrooper. Oh, nice. A boxer. Oh, you're gonna be a boxer. Very cool. Uh Not a wrestler. Stormtrooper. You said not a wrestler. Mm, Probably. Oh, probably. Oh, look at that! You can be Rocky. You get a little gold robe. (laughs) That's awesome. You saw John Cena costume. Yeah. Oh boy. A lot of muscles. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Oh, that's pretty cool. True to life. Are you guys excited for candy? Do you guys do you all like go trick or treating? I know it's kind of hard in these yeah. times, but nodding yes, <laughs> eyes rolling in the back of the head yes. Back, Same. Yes. Yes. So we were actually uh, so, so we homeschool and we read a book nice. yesterday about I think it was called Why We Celebrate Halloween and we all learned, I learned this too. Um, and my son just said, you know, back in the day, it was walnuts. So I forget what the name of the festival was, oh. but um, it was like a Celtic traditional festival where ghost. they would dress up as ghost the festival. spirits, like ghost. A, a ghost festival. Yeah. They would dress up as the spirits um, to and, and like try to like lead the, the evil spirits out of town. And mm. uh, they would also leave them like um, things like walnuts and things that were not candy you know what I'm <laughs> and, and somehow uh that developed into like candy uh that we give out today you know so yeah it's it's awesome that he actually like remembered that you know? yeah like, back in the day it was it was walnuts so, oh that's yeah. really cool look at that that homeschool is paying off nuts right yeah <laughs> <laughs> well do, do they know about your work with unicef and the iconic trick-or-treat campaign that they do i i love that and i've loved that yeah. since i was a kid how did you get involved with that I so I've always been so UNICEF and WWE have had a partnership for quite some time and um, I've always found myself um, doing like the uh, volunteering my my we should do pumpkin gear for Halloween Mm -hmm. you could be a pumpkin I was a pumpkin when I was a baby I think I had jaundice so you know I just was a different color no matter what (laughs) that's a different story he he was a pumpkin as a baby I kind of looked like a minion when I came out my mom's Yeah. yeah 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 But yeah, no, the, the partnership with WWE and UNICEF has been amazing. Um, for me to be a part of that, I, I always say like it's awesome because, you know, back in the day, we would always get those like cardboard boxes that would turn into like little piggy banks that you would fill up with all your change and then send to UNICEF. And you would never know like, okay, I'm, I mean, I'm sure like it got to the right place, but you'd never see like the effects, right? So yeah. when I went to Ghana with the WWE title, I went there for about four days. 
And um, here, go, go ahead, buddy. Okay, he's trying to stick onto my lap. I'm trying to, you know, usher him off. So no. anyway, was he bouncing? Yeah, no, he's bouncing around. He's just holding on like a cat, <laughs> like not trying to go into the water when I'm trying to get him off the uh, the screen. Anyway, but um, yeah. So when I went to Ghana, I was actually able to see like firsthand the effects of what UNICEF actually does. So I went to, uh, I think it was like the Taifa Community School um, and then a Taifa Medical Clinic where mm -hmm. UNICEF had set everything up to be able to like educate mothers on how to like properly like nourish their kids and how to take care of their kids and all that. And it was full, you know, uh, I feel like, especially as a parent, like it's so hard. You don't know if you're doing it right, you know? And is there ever like a right way? I'm not sure. But you know what I mean? We have some like, ASMR going on with the wallet yeah, opening. Yeah, or yeah. <laughs> Listen, so, you're doing a lot right. I can tell just the way they're, yeah, yeah. The, you're letting them just like be themselves. I, I love oh, to yeah. see it. It's awesome. Oh, it's all great. But yeah. yeah so so I, I've gotten the chance to see UNICEF really do, you know, to, to see the like the fruits of the labor, you know, and yeah. to be a part of that like is is amazing. So like with the whole like trick or treat for UNICEF thing too, I knew as a kid, like how cool it was to be able to go around and like do stuff for other people. So yeah. now that I'm a part of that and you, you know what I mean? Like you're able to like just nourish that and let kids know like how important it is to be able to give to people who might not be in the best spots, you know, who, who might need help is really, it's really powerful. It's really powerful. So I just really do about, uh, mm. appreciate the relationship that we have as a company with UNICEF. And then for me personally to be involved is, uh, it's pretty awesome too. Yeah. Do you have, I guess, any stories? I mean, you just said so much and so many wonderful things about it, but firsthand, like from seeing that in your work with UNICEF, is there anything you could share that really moved you or, or any yeah. lots of kindness, I guess, to well, stand I, I Yeah, I think for me, the, the biggest one would be the ones that I talked about, just being able to go to Ghana. Yeah. Um, number one, so for those who don't know, I was born in Ghana in West Africa. Uh, I came to the United States when I was about a year and a half to two years old. Um, I got to go back to Ghana one time in 1994, uh, where I got to like re-meet all of my family. You know, we have such a huge family over there. I met all my uh, aunts and uncles and cousins, my grandparents for the first time, wow. you know? So that was amazing. I hadn't been back to Ghana since 1994. I got the chance to go back after 26 years in 2019 with the WWE Championship. So to be able to come back, it was such a, a powerful experience to be able to uh, to go back as WWE Champion and show kids there that literally anything is possible because I was a kid just like you sitting here in these schools, just like you, mm. you know? And now here's the WWE Championship. I'm getting goosebumps even like talking about it, man. Like, yeah, it's crazy because no, I... it was like two years ago, but it was still like so, it feels so fresh, you know, and it's still so powerful to me. But I was able to show them that that one of the most popular names in all of the country in Kofi, it's the name given to a boy born on Friday. So you can imagine there's a lot of kids there named Kofi where, <laughs> you know, it's, it's like Mike over there or John, but to be able to show them that the most prestigious title in the history of wrestling had a Ghanaian name on the nameplate and mm. they could touch it, they could see it, you know? So to, to be there again, to be at that, that Taifa medical clinic 
was just it was just so powerful the whole experience i i can't put my finger on one thing that was more significant than the other because the whole entire thing was just was just awesome because i could look around and i can see everyone smiling because they were happy to get whatever um like medical supplies and um and information to to better their lives you know um but you, i could also like just feel the energy there mm-hmm. um and, and you just know that you're a part of a, of a good thing, you know, to be able to have even just a small role in that is just it's so powerful because at the end of the day, I'm just a dude who decided to follow his dream. That's the difference between me and a lot of people is that I just decided to try. Ninety nine percent of the people don't. They don't even try, you know. Yeah. So, again, going back to what I always emphasize to people about owing it to yourself to to try is it's so important it's so important because again the worst that could happen is that you fail and you're back where you are you've lost nothing you've lost nothing but if if you if you succeed like myself like i've gotten to travel the world i've gotten to go literally all over the world to china japan you know uh saudi arabia if i didn't make the decision to like to to go out there and and go out on a limb and and risk what I had to get what I wanted, then I might still be in that corporate setting. You know, I might still yeah. be in that same cubicle. There's a lot of people that still are. So a little off track, but yeah, I think that no. the, uh, you know, it's just, not. yeah, be, being able to uh, be in that situation and see the effects of all the the things that I've done and then what UNICEF has done was just incredibly powerful. The entire experience was amazing. That is amazing. And I think like what you just said, it's not even about winning or losing or being successful or not. It's about following your dreams and your passion and it's the growth ultimately. Because whether you win or lose, doesn't totally matter. It's it's growing and learning about yourself. And I'm so glad that you won and you're successful and we can all look to you because you're such a great example you. and your presence is a gift. So to be able to go back to Ghana and not only show them that win, but just be around them, I'm sure just made them feel so happy and must be yeah. so cool just to show up and that's like a gift for people. It was insane. The whole thing was insane. And there's a, a documentary uh, on Peacock now um, where they documented the whole thing. We do like mm. a series called WWE 24 and they did one on me. Normally it's supposed to be, I think like 45 minutes long, but we had so much footage that they made it into like an hour and 15 minutes. Yeah. Um, but you'll see. And as amazing as it was on video in person, it was it was like a hundred times crazier, but you'll see, like, as soon as I got off the airplane, there was people like waiting for me at the gate. My mom was there, you know, and just kind of guiding everything. And, you know, everyone was just kind of like swarming me, you know, it was almost like if you go back and watch uh, Ali uh, and the rumble in the jungle and you see everybody Mm -hmm. in the town, like following him, um, I got a chance to go back to my, uh, my mom and dad's uh, or my dad's hometown and this uh, village in Ghana where, it was, it was like that, it was just that, you know, dirt roads, but everybody came from their houses and everyone just wanted to see, you know, we had to have like five or six, uh, maybe even like 10 like officers who would hold hands in a circle so that no one could break the, the link. And I would be in the middle of all of them and we marched down the street and wow. there were hundreds and hundreds of people just, you know, elated to see me there. So 
um, it's really one of the greatest experiences of my career and honestly of my life. But yeah. it's yeah, it was just it's just really, really powerful to be in that position where you can influence people in a positive way. Um, yeah. I don't know how long that's going to last for. I think that, uh, you know, I always envision myself like uh, as an old man, like sitting on my my lawn chair and these kids are like just walking <laughs> by me and disrespecting me. And I'm like, well, do you know who I used to be? And they're not going to want to listen to me. You know, they're not going to really care who I am or that, you know, they're not going to care what I have to say. So for the time that I have uh, at where people are, you know, able to be influenced by my words or my actions or by my presence, uh, I take that responsibility very seriously. And um, I just try to do my part in terms of just motivating people to mm. do whatever it is that they want to do. I love that. And I have a feeling it's going to last a long time. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll come back we'll in, see. you know, yeah. 20, 30 years yeah. and I'll be like, I told you. Yeah, can uh, I be on the podcast again? No, man, you're a nobody now. <laughs> no. We don't, we don't like, respect what you have to say. <laughs> Please take the mic. Take the mic. Bring the kids again. Yeah. Um, you know, just seeing your kids flying around this whole time has been amazing. What did becoming their dad and having kids teach you about kindness? Because it seems like you already had such a wonderful perspective. But do you feel yeah. like... I mean, I know it must have changed it in a big way. So if there's any lessons you can share. Yeah, it definitely, um, I, like, I, I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm, like, perfect all the time in terms of, like, well, then know, bye. Be, I'm leaving. Yeah, 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 like, no. What? <laughs> You're not perfect? <laughs> uh, but, but in terms of, like, you know, I'm not positive 100% of the time. No, nobody can be, you know, nobody mm. can be. People are human. They get angry. Um, you know, you might use foul language. You know, you might throw something or express however you express your, your anger, you, you might do these things. They're not the right things to do. Uh, I'm no different than anybody else. But having yeah. kids, they see everything. They see everything. No matter how subtle it is, you are, if you're driving down the street and someone cuts you off and you, oh, you know, you cuss at them and you have your little, like, little road rage or whatever it is, like, yeah. they notice that. They're in the back seat. They notice that, you know, mm. and then you're driving one day and they're, wow, oh, get out. And they, they're saying the same exact thing that you said to somebody like three or four months ago. And then you don't even realize, like, one of the biggest revelations mm. for me was like uh, my son, my oldest son, I'd be strapping him into my car seat. Uh, or hit my, my car seat, his car seat. Oh, wow. We just got a, a breaking news. <laughs> yeah. You're driving, whether you're 16 or not. He's actually strapped into a car seat right now. It's very interesting. <laughs> he, so I, I was strapping him into his uh, car seat and he would look at me and he would start like moving his jaw up and down like he was chewing something. I'm like, oh, this is this is strange. Okay. So I'd like do it back or whatever. And then I realized like, um, so I have a weird habit of like chewing random, like, you know, either a piece of plastic or a piece of paper and I just put it mm. in my mouth and chew it. It's really strange. Like Q-tips. Oh. Uh, uh, unused, of course. I'm not a savage. You know oh, what I mean? Okay. But I'll, you know, <laughs> sitting like, in I'll that just, car seat eating Q-tips. <laughs> I'm sitting there like just chewing on stuff and he was looking at me and mm. all he sees is my mouth moving. So he just starts imitating it, you know? And I'm oh. like, oh my God. Like even the little subtle things that I don't even know that I'm doing, he's watching. So wow. all of that to say that it's changed me uh, in the sense that I have become a lot more aware of the way that I act, especially around the kids, because now they're at the age where, you know, well, you're not doing it. You're not doing I'm not. And they, they can rationalize like what what, you know, their, their arguments as far as like why they're not going to do something or why they're going to do something, which yeah. is um, so when we were just talking just now about 
Halloween and he recalled like, oh yeah, they used to have the walnuts and hazelnuts. I'm like, man, you were listening. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so it's, it, that to me um, is made me a lot more just like hyper aware of what I say, what I do, how I act, especially around them, because they are looking to me to be that example. Just like I looked at my, my parents to be the example and I emulated them. So now yeah. knowing that they're going to emulate me, it, not that it puts more pressure on me, but I think that it, um, I, I'm just more aware of the way that I am around them because as a parent, you want your kids to grow up and be the best possible human that they can be. So, mm. um, yeah, that, I think that it's definitely changed me in, in that sense. And again, like being kind to people, uh, the way that they see me react to people, like they would emulate that with, with, their, you know, their friends or people who they meet randomly. I have a lot of people coming up to me and asking for like pics and autographs and stuff like that. And I'm mm -hmm. always, I've always had the mentality of like being kind to them because number one, I know how it would feel for me if I saw one of my favorite WWE superstars as a kid, it would blow my mind. And I'll remember that experience for my entire life. So mm -hmm. whether I'm having a bad day or not, I can't mistreat somebody and run the risk of them having a memory of me that was like, oh my God, I met Kofi. He was a jerk. He didn't respond. <laughs> so I like I so so that's a main reason I don't want them to have that memory. But then also because yeah. my kids are watching and the way that I treat people is the way that they're going to treat people too. You know? Yeah. They're, oh, what does daddy do? Oh, well, he's nice to that person when they said hi. Oh, he said thank you when they gave him a compliment. Let me yeah. say thank you too. And it's just like that repetition of seeing uh, me act in a certain way that hopefully uh, rubs off on them and, and they act in that way too. So um, yeah, I think it's just made me very aware of just my behavior. Not that I was like a devious individual anyway, <laughs> but um, you know, I'm definitely more aware yeah. of the way that I act for sure. That No, that's really powerful because they are sponges and you could just tell yeah. the way they're climbing all over you and they want to be around oh, yeah. you constantly oh, yeah. that they look up to you so much. So it's amazing that you're, you know, leading by example. I remember growing up, my family, we went to church and we were in the balcony <laughs> looking out on like the full mass and it was the end of the mass and the priest said, and in the name of the father, son, and my little brother who just started talking, shouted at the top of his lungs and holy crap and it like echoed throughout the church and we were like holy spirit holy spirit and my dad was like oh my god i gotta stop saying that yeah, yeah, yeah. so it is it's just so true um yeah man but they're really they're really lucky to have you and i don't want to take up too much more of your time so just to wrap this up i would oh, love good. to know could you share with us a tangible kindness tip that listeners can take away and incorporate into their day, some kind of action that people can do just to yeah. spread kindness around. Oh, for sure. I think this is the easiest one um, because I know a lot of people and, and myself too, like I'm kind of uh, at heart or the way that I grew up, I was always like real shy, more of an introvert, you mm -hmm. know, than an extrovert and having to like start conversations with people. I've tried to become better at it, but um, I think one thing that you can do is smile at somebody. I know it's difficult now these days, you have to have a mask everywhere. You know yes, what I'm we've saying? We've talked about that, but, yeah, it's hard. You know, like it's it's hard. You like smile with but your eyes. I know, smile with your eyes and like nod your head. I'm like, I, I hope that you <laughs> And then know. they're like, ah! <laughs> so you, look, you look crazy, but you acknowledge uh, somebody's presence, you know? Um, and I think that as human beings, like we all share um, something common in, in the, the fact that we're all 
going through life, right? And we're, we're trying to make the best of it. We're trying to get through our lows and have highs in life. And to me, there's something about just being on the same journey with somebody, you know, um, like what I was talking about with Woods and E, like we have been on this journey together since 2015 and we have an, a legitimate bond as legitimate brothers now, you know, uh, but on a, on, a, on a smaller level, to acknowledge that you are on a similar journey as another human being that might be walking down the street and you guys make eye contact. Like how many times do you make eye contact with somebody and they just like look away? Mm -hmm. It's like, man, like say what's up. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't not, yeah. you don't have to have a full out conversation, but just, just smile at somebody. It can mean so much. Um, I think that when people see uh, like positivity is contagious, no matter how small it is, you don't know if your smile might be the one thing that like sets off an avalanche of positivity in somebody's life. They might be having a difficult day. Mm -hmm. They make eye contact with you and there's like a little bit of a smile there. You smile back and all of a sudden, you know, you've you've brightened somebody's day and they have like a little bit of a positive outlook, you know? Um, I know that's the effect that it kind of has on me. So yeah. um, you, you return that and you do your part in like spreading happiness throughout the world because I feel like that's, what we want, right? We want everybody totally. to be happy, right? You know what I'm yeah. saying? So uh, yeah, I think that uh, that is a very simple thing that you can do, but it's also um, a very potentially powerful thing that can, you know, that can help somebody that yeah. you, don't, you don't know what kind of a day that you're having with some with somebody who you're passing in the day. And now they're looking at people and people are not smiling and they're looking away. And now that person's feeling even more like, isolated or disconnected with the earth, with the, with the, with what's going on in the world. But when you smile at somebody, you make that eye contact, you're connecting with somebody. And even if it's only for a brief moment, it can have a positive effect. So yeah, it's yeah. So true. yeah, yeah. I think, I think a, a smile go, a little smile goes a long way. Put that it on a t-shirt. Oh, Put I'm, I'm doing it now. I'm branding it. I just <laughs> trademarked it. Sorry. It's mine. I'm going to put it on my wall. I actually have someone give me a magnet that says the art of kindness podcast. It's on my car. And I'm like, Oh, I guess I can't cut people off anymore. Uh, no, but I think that's so true because people yeah. think kindness and positivity and using that to change the world has to be a big sweeping act or you have to be a celebrity yeah. with a platform. But really, it's just a simple act of, you know, doing things like that, smiling. Because when someone, it's a little awkward, someone's coming towards you, you're like, are they going to look at me? And then yeah. once one of you smiles, it does change your whole day. And then if you see someone else, you're likely to smile at them. And it is right. like a chain reaction. So I think everybody should do that. You know, don't yeah. risk your health if you don't want to take off your mask, whatever it is, but yeah. get a clear mask. No, actually don't do that either because yeah. I have one and it <laughs> freaks people out. <laughs> it freaks people out. They're like, I'd rather literally just never yeah. see you. <laughs> <laughs> or they have those ones that have like a printout of a face oh, on it. Oh yeah, no, so no, you, no, 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 no. Yeah, those are really, actually Woods had one. It was very strange. And then you'd have, be trying to have like serious conversations. I'm like, dude, I can't. I can't have a conversation with you while you're looking at me like this, like change it, like or take it off or like, like do something else. But we, I got to walk away. It's very awkward. You're right. Yeah. No, like you need at least five so you can change like, oh, they said, they said something shocking. Let me change my mask. Huh? You know what I mean? Uh, that's, oh, that's amazing. Well, I, I so appreciate your time. You're just so much fun to chat with. I feel like I am so lucky to be in a world where you're one of the people we look up to and you're just such a legend and, and what you stand for is incredible. So thank you again. Oh, this was awesome. Thank, oh, thank you so much, man. I appreciate you having this podcast, man. Just, you know, again, like talking about kindness and, and being kind really does go a long way because I think it's something that we don't, you don't stop and think about it, 
right? Like, especially yeah. if you're not in the mode of being kind, we live in such a world where everything is so fast paced and go, go, go and achieve this goal. And all right, what's the next thing on the list? And, yeah. you know, if you take a few minutes of your day just to like appreciate what's going on, or, you know, you make a conscious effort to be kind, I think that it goes a long way. So I think that your podcast obviously does that for a lot of people. So thank you for uh, oh, for, you. for providing that for, for people, because I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who would definitely benefit from the things that you have to say and the subject matter that you have to talk about. So, well, it's my pleasure. And every time Racist. I, you know, none of us are perfect, but every time I get to speak with someone like you, I automatically just leave smiling and having the best day. So I, I hope people <laughs> listening feel the same. And also we had some great cameos from your kids. So thank you yeah, to them too, because yeah. that was awesome. Yeah, I'll, I'll pass on the thanks. I'll pass on the, uh, the gratitude <laughs> for sure. Yeah. I know I was looking for something to show them. I don't know, like a puppet. I don't have a puppet. I was like, I gotta do something funny and make, make them laugh. No, but just best of luck with everything. And thank you so much again. Right on, man. Thank you. And now it's time for your kindness tip of the week. I had so much fun talking with Kofi, and I hope you enjoyed listening. Thank you to Chanel and my friends at UNICEF, as well as the WWE for making this happen. Your kindness tip of the week is Halloween themed, but I think you can do this all year long. Picture this. You're cozied up on the couch in front of a beautiful window. You can see colorful leaves cascading down to the ground like confetti. All of a sudden, the doorbell rings. Ding dong! You're not expecting any visitors. You walk over to the door, open it up, and no one's there. That's odd. Then you look down at the ground, and you find the most bountiful-looking bag of treats. Splashed across this bag, it says, Boo! Does this ring a bell to any of you? When I was little, I used to get so excited when our friends would boo us. For those of you out there who have no idea what I'm talking about, let me explain. <laughs> Booing is not when you go to a show and you go, Boo! which I hope nobody does to anybody because it's really mean. Booing is a way to surprise someone with a bag of goodies around Halloween. So you fill up a bag or a container with lots of candy and different treats, whatever you want to share. You write boo on it, and then you leave a note inside. The note usually says something like, you've been booed. Now please pass it forward and go boo someone else. There are different templates online, but the basic idea is that when you receive an anonymous treat from someone, generally, if you get to the door quickly, you can kind of see through the window who's driving away, but it is supposed to be anonymous. If you receive this, you've been nominated to pay it forward and then boo someone else. It's such an amazing holiday tradition and it causes a chain reaction of positivity. It's also unique in the sense that you are automatically given something and then get the chance to give back. How cool is that? I encourage you to do this all year long. Well, in that case, you should probably change the name. I mean, don't call it booing because people might get a little weirded out if you leave a package on their doorstep that says boo randomly in the middle of Christmas. I don't know. You do you, boo. <laughs> if you try this out, again, I would love to see. Please tag us at Art of Kindness Pod or at Rob Peter Paul on Instagram. Speaking of Instagram, we recently held a giveaway on Instagram with Wisps, one of my favorite snacks, and I have randomly chosen a winner. The winner of our No Tricks Only Treats Wisps giveaway is... Drumroll, please. Marissa Russo! Ah! Congratulations, Marissa. I know you're going to enjoy your beautiful box of Wisps snacks. 
If you did not win, remember we have one more giveaway coming up on Halloween. Head to our Instagram to see how you can win a special beanie from the Be Kind Shop. Thank you all so much for making this fall spooktacular. There's lots of wonderful things to come and I so appreciate your support. If you can, please recommend our show to a friend that you think will enjoy it, or give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. I'll see you all in November. Until next time, remember, everything's gonna be a-okay. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.